0: Netflix has the most Emmy nominations, I think, this year.
1: Well, it only has 1,700 shows that it's debuting this year, so.
0: Remember I their show? So. Remember their show Marco Polo? I do
1: remember their show Marco Polo.
0: How long do you think people are going to remember that show?
1: I don't know. Uh, do you remember their show Parco Molo?
0: Yeah, that's uh, with a guy with a uh, on, on his chest. He has instead of you know. The front words M, he has the backwards M. Sadly right. it looks
1: exactly the same, but it looks just it looks exactly the same. It didn't really oh. translate that well on television. Actually it stars Parker Posey. And, and I she, basi- thought she, she went basic- for it.
0: She basically just keeps saying Parcomolo over yeah. and over. Yeah.
1: Molo bitch is what her catchphrase is, of course. And that backwards M, that that chest tat that she has is uh very very in your face every episode do you think anyone understands that
0: that this is a bizarro superman reference
1: oh i I assumed everyone was on board with our bit here grant
0: how could they not be i think only one person understood that and that was you uh
1: possibly i just want parker posey to be cast as a man with a chest hat I mean, come on, Hollywood. It's right there. It's money in your grasp that you're not getting.
0: Speaking of chest tattoos, did you see the uh, Iron Fist trailer?
1: I did not. I also stopped watching Iron Fist, I think, after episode three, and have never gone back.
0: Yeah, but the new trailer looks really good.
1: Don't get suckered in, Grant. This is how they get you. This is how they get you.
0: But don't worry about finishing... Uh, season one, it's pure garbage, but you might want to at least watch the first episode of season two. You know, they're introducing Typhoid Mary, who I have no idea who that is, but it's played by Alice Eve. Well,
1: that piques my interest.
0: Avenue. Okay. So Hugh Laurie uh, is going to
1: research in the, in the, in the intro to our show. What's going on?
0: Hugh Laurie is doing a new space pilot for HBO. Yep.
1: Shouldn't this be one of the actual topics later on in the show?
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: No, c- continue on. You, you've interrupted already, but what, what's he doing?
0: It's called Avenue 5. Uh, it's, Avenue 5? It's a space comedy from Armando Iannucci. I said Ionesco before the show started, and that would be a more interesting <laughs> space comedy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's either way, it's Italians in space.
0: It wouldn't. It wouldn't be Avenue Five. It would be Avenue Rhinoceros.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, is that something that the British people do that they call it Avenue Five instead of Fifth Avenue?
0: Well, it's like is how one you of Cana- those things. How, how you Canadians call it Grade Twelve instead of Senior Year?
1: I mean, like yes, like normal people. <laughs> it's also probably true because I believe over in Ontario there is a Grade Thirteen which doesn't make sense to me either, but it's a thing that, that happens. Uh, well, isn't
0: that isn't grade 13 where they basically kind of pick a major and they, they segue into college stuff?
1: Grant, you could literally tell me anything right now, and I could say yes to it because I, re- I really don't know. Uh, just grade like the, grade uh...
0: 13 is supernatural. Uh, you study uh, Dean Winchester –
1: no you just you just watch season 13 of uh, supernatural which is at this point in the beginning quarter of seasons that supernatural has
0: yeah it's actually in the beginning it's in the beginning quarter of the century Mm of the 20th century
1: (laughs) it was an old Radio Serial before it became a television show, as we all know. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to Whatever This Is. This is the podcast where two guys sit down and try and discover whatever this is. My name is Kyle, and I'm talking with Grant, Stephen Winchester, Tingly.
0: There's no Stephen Winchester.
1: There is no Stephen Winchester. Charles Winchester is the (laughs) thing I was trying to make an allusion to, because I always have to mention M.A.S.H. every
0: episode. Oh, uh... Let's see here. Uh, Lori recently wrapped a production in Hulu's take on Catch-22. Oh, that should be fun. That's interesting. i got to read that book again. That would be actually one of the few books I've read twice. I mm-hmm. also want to read Slaughterhouse-Five again. Slaughterhouse-Five is
1: great. I'm a big Kurt Vonnegut fan, though. So
0: I have a, I have a uh, first edition signed by Kurt Vonnegut somewhere. You do not. I do, yeah. Well, it's dad's, but, you know.
1: I cannot... Okay. I'm sorry. You're gonna to have to unpack a lot of information here. How does your dad, the right wingiest person that I don't really know, but I've been told a lot of stories of, how does he have a signed copy of basically a socialist Kurt Vonnegut?
0: He does. He he used to not he used to not care what they were. He would just buy things because he thought they would uh, appreciate and value. Oh, he's one of those
1: capitalists. Yeah.
0: And, in, you know, in the, you know, we've talked about in the 80s, you know, multi-millionaire guy mm-hmm. that would just buy whatever he wanted, take private jets to Vegas and stay in the penthouse at Caesars Palace type guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he bought that one Bitcoin and everything went to hell.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. He's, actually, we have a... he's
0: actually the guy that invented Bitcoin.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: You know, that guy's never been identified properly. Is that true? I don't know. It used to be true. But I think there's a documentary about the guy now.
1: Yeah, I kind of like the the idea of ting coin. I don't know. There's just something exotic about that name. Yeah, sounds. You get on that. Sounds racist. It sounds. You're right. Actually, it sounds a it sounds a little bit racist. Uh, Grant, there's a few different topics every, that we every, want to cover every, here today.
0: Every coin is not round. It, it is slightly slanted.
1: I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Uh, Let's where we need to start, Grant, because there is some big news going on in the U.S. today. And by the time that this is released, there's going to probably be even more stuff that's happened that this does not make any relevant uh, sense to talk about at this point. But I think we really need to talk about what is going on in the U.S. government currently. Because I believe, and... You're going to know more about this than I do. Doubtful. Being this dumb Canadian up north where I'm just getting bits and pieces of information through Twitter. But it sounds like Donald Trump's former lawyer, is it David Cohen? Michael Cohen? Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen has stated that uh, Donald Trump did know that there was collusion going on. Dot, dot, dot. Waiting for a response.
0: Yeah, I, 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 he said that Um, I don't think he identified anybody per se, but Michael Cohen said he knew collusion was going on.
1: Correct. Okay, thank you. So he knew that collusion was going on. So I guess we're here at a moment where a bunch of people inside of the Trump campaign have been found guilty of doing illegal activities. And so it's getting closer and closer to seem that maybe, just maybe, that donald trump also knew what was going on do you think that there is fire where there's smoke or is this just a lot of people were doing bad things and trump was clueless about it well
0: have you been to to bc lately
1: not lately i'm going to be going next month
0: so yeah there's definitely uh fire where there's smoke
1: well, I know in, a, in an actual realistic sense. I'm I'm using this as the metaphor is that is where there's smoke, there's fire. But sometimes it's it can po- just be a lot of smoke.
0: It's possible that your uh, your forests are just vaping.
1: <laughs> They're super cool, man. We know that it's bad for our lungs. We just want it to look cool. We got this new mint vape that we want to try out. If Chris- Mint vape with, like, hints of honeysuckle, man.
0: If Chris Hadfield Summer. was in space right now, he would see your forests wearing fedoras. And have knuckle tattoos.
1: I like that your, that I think it's Washington State uh, had a event where everyone was going to turn on their fans and try and blow the smoke north into Canada.
0: I I could be (laughs) wrong about this, but I believe, uh, this is something I remember hearing about when I was a kid, that that Mexico City has giant fans. Because Mexico City is in a basin, Mm -hmm. so all their pollution doesn't go anywhere.
1: They do have big fans, but they're, like, those old, like, manual fans that people would, like, fan the emperor with. So, like, just big, like, palm fronds, almost, that uh, that work above the city.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's about right. Mm-hmm. The emperor of Mexico, of course.
1: The emperor of Mexico. Um, it, it, Speedy Gonzalez is down there just lording over everyone, thinking he owns the place, and then running away when when trouble gets uh too close the napoleon of mexico (laughs) he is very short
0: well did you know that napoleon probably isn't that short
1: yes probably average we've talked about this yes it was it was all fake news back then
0: well only uh from what i uh gather uh manafort was found guilty uh whereas cohen pled guilty both uh, were guilty of eight counts. Uh, Manafort was charged. He was the head of Trump's campaign for a while. Was charged with 18 counts, but mm-hmm. the jury couldn't uh, decide on it, 10 of them. Couldn't decide on 10 of them. So
1: yeah, this is coming. I, I'm I'm pulled up CNN specifically. This is reporting by Caitlin Polance, Dan Berman, Marshall Cohen, no relation, I'm I'm supposing, and Liz Stark. Uh, I mean, it's CNN, so this could be fake news as well. But Manafort was found guilty of five tax fraud charges, one charge of hiding foreign bank accounts and two counts of bank fraud. He faces a maximum of 80 years in prison. So I think what, what is also going to go on here specifically is one of two things. One. Uh, people that are sympathetic with the current president are going to really point out the fact that this is still not pointing towards any collusion happening with Russia. This is obviously fallout from the Russian investigation that is currently going on. Secondly, though, I think that the uh, that prosecution that is doing the Russian investigation could definitely use this to, uh, quote-unquote, flip metaphor to say, hey, instead of spending those 80 years behind bars, what you thought is what was really going on in in the in the Trump campaign, and maybe we can lessen that down to quite a bit less.
0: Yeah, hopefully. But Manafort seems like a slimy uh, douche canoe. So he's... I
1: still don't think he wants to go away for eighty years. Well, he'll get the...
0: if he keeps if he keeps his uh, wits about him, he'll get pardoned. I'm sure. Hmm.
1: <clears throat> I mean, he still needs to to have those ostrich
0: suits. But the, that he's so fond of. The thing is, if he gets pardoned. He's only getting pardoned for the eight things he was convicted of, right. so he can still be drawn into the collusion case very easily, and uh, all and also the ten things he was found uh, not guilty of. So he would have to probably plead a lot of uh, the Fifth stuff because he's not the pardon is not immunity. And he might. I he would be the really first.
1: love to see. I I kind. In, in a way, I kind of want to see that happen, just to see the meltdown on one of those people uh, of Trump pardoning him, pardoning him over at these counts and then only to be, like, <laughs> undone because he's drawn into some other nasty stuff because he's been pardoned from these.
0: Well, it'd be, it would be fascinating to see Manafort get pardoned more than once. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be ridiculous. And don't forget that Trump also said... You only plead the fifth if you're guilty. True. <laughs> so he's like, it's only something mob bosses do. So but uh, of course everything Trump says is retroactively hypocritical. Like if he says something today, you can just go that's hypocritical.
1: I'm I'm sure there's a tweet out there that says the exact opposite thing if I look hard enough. Yeah. I mean and if, Grant, there's,
0: not, I... if there's not in 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 10 weeks there will be.
1: Grant, I think this is proven that we should never talk about politics on our show, but uh, here's a hypothetical I want to pose to you, which is, if you were to go to prison, what do you think the most likely reason you'd be going to prison for is? Dead silence.
0: Well, no, I was thinking because my first response was assault. Okay. But assault with a deadly weapon, or just no, just straight up assault. Well, my fists are deadly weapons.
1: Of course, yes. You have you have you have to register both of those. But then I've
0: realized I've only been violent twice in my life
1: which were those two times was this the zoo incident again no that was i know i know you the, hate the parrots decent. talking back that was indecent exposure oh right. no
0: you're right after the indecent exposure i did assault the parents uh they were upset but i was also uh a lewd and lascivious behavior with a panda
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was just trying to get panda babies i was trying to help out <laughs> you don't want to fuck i'll show you the fuck
1: that's that's what you were saying
0: um but uh no i don't know uh so assault. No, but I mean, I've never been violent, really. And I can't think of anything in particular, like now that I would get arrested for. Um, I want to say, like, it might be interesting if I had unpaid tickets.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I I think that my most likely... And maybe I'm just going to throw this at you. Perjury is when you lie under oath, correct? Right. I think I'd be most likely to go to jail for perjury. And this is why I say this, is that I oftentimes will will say something which I actually do believe is true, only to be proven uh, incorrect uh, a little bit while li- uh, later and be like, oh, oh, man, I did not realize I had said that or done that or had forgotten to do this. So if I was starting to be grilled, I'm like, what did you say? What did you do? What's the reality of your bank account? I'd be like, I think it's this. And then would probably go to jail because I was technically lying, although it would be more just me being clueless.
0: Well, you know, like the least, like one of the least prosecuted uh, offenses in the justice system is perjury. Mm -hmm. And you can almost assume in every single case, every single major to crime, somebody perjures themselves. In divorce court, I'm sure perjury is like always.
1: It's like <laughs> all constantly happening.
0: But I mean, it, you know, it, there's there's uh, white-collar crimes that rarely get prosecuted, and then there's perjury that rarely gets prosecuted. And sometimes in uh, if you get prosecuted or if you're depositioned as a white-collar criminal, you're committing perjury. So there's two. Twofer.
1: Uh, twofer, who is the brother of Tomater.
0: I was going to say okay. tofer Grace, but, you know, you go uh, with uh, – tomater ca- from cars
1: the cars the cars universe uh <laughs> actually also a brother to tow for grace i don't know if many people know that or that not. that
0: but... 70s shows car crossover great
1: yeah it happens all the time me, uh, by the way me are, you, like are you gonna go Tarnas, see black clansman um i'll see it uh um I'll,
0: i won't see it in theaters more than likely okay what is the likelihood that would come to my right wing uh theater
1: True enough. What's the likelihood of you dragging your dad
0: to see that movie? I dragged him to see Memento, and he was like, I don't fucking understand any of this. And I dragged him. It's a backwards movie. And then I dragged him. He didn't understand that. And then I dragged him to see Borat. And I dragged him to see Basketball. Wow. What did he think about Borat? I
1: bet he liked some of it.
0: No, he laughed at some of it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, that's totally, uh, obviously, left wing. And then there was the uh, the balls on the face part. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a bit too gay, bit too gay for. What, him. what do they
0: call the balls on the eyes? What is that? Something goggles, Arabian goggles?
1: What? I have no idea what you're talking
0: about. I think Arabian goggles is when you sprinkle sand on your testicles and then put them on the eyes. What? Why, or, why don't you or, do that? Or if your balls, if your penis wears a burqa and then you put them on the eyeballs.
1: I mean, I have a natural burqa going on down there, but Oh, is uh, you mean merkin? Thank you, yes. A gherkin. Uh, talking a, about... A
0: merkin on your gherkin.
1: <laughs> talking about penises. One of my favorite movies of all time is Trainspotting, which was directed by Danny Boyle, who is no longer directing Bond 25. See how I segued that, Grant?
0: Because you have boils on your penises? No,
1: because you see Ewan McGregor's... Penis in
0: Train Spotting. Talking about a guy that doesn't care about showing his penis. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll get down to it if he needs to. I think I've seen four movies where Ewan showed his penis. I know one for sure was Young Adam. I mean, obviously Train Spotting. I think there's a couple... one was just that camera I have set up at the Hollywood Bowl, but I think there's a I think there's a flash of Denzel Washington's penis in like an old cop movie he did yeah that
1: that's uh, not, it's training day. It's just a different training day.
0: I have to go back to my my uh, penis and film journal. I mark it down in everything. If you go to Twitter penis and film, at penis and film, I tweet every single time I see a penis in a film.
1: I really hope that's true. (laughs) So, uh, Danny Boyle was supposed to be directing the new Bond film, which I was super excited about. I'm a big fan of Danny Boyle. I thought he would bring this new energy to the franchise, hopefully. They have a release date that, that I believe is next year of when Bond is supposed to be released. And now, because of creative differences, which is usually code for the producers want Danny Boyle to do something he doesn't want to do, he's out. He's not doing it. He's not directing it. Yeah. So what do you think happens from here?
0: Um, well, first of all, Danny Boyle will eventually talk about what happened. He's not someone that will keep his mouth shut the whole time. But, I mean, he'll let the film get filmed. And then, like, in five years, he'll be like, this is what happened. He's no Edgar Wright. And then uh, uh, there's rumors that they're still going after A-list directors. Uh, one uh, – the first uh, – you know, it was weird because he was fired – and then just hour, not fired, but he left the, the production. And then just mere hours later, there I read an article that said Christopher McCrory is front runner for Bond twenty five.
1: That would be an interesting choice. I don't know if I I don't think I'd be too disappointed with that.
0: Well, that means you're what I think happened. If if you can read between the lines, uh, Danny Boyle probably wanted to do a more serious character study of Bond. Mm-hmm. And then they hire mission impossible they want to hire mission impossible mccrory they want to go a more action oriented route sure yeah
1: well i can see that i mean there's only been a few films in the franchise that have tried to go and do character development with the character and i would almost argue that anytime they try and do too much character development it kind of bogs down uh the movie there's a couple of notable exceptions to that but it is it's like the whole franchise is supposed to be fun and like a spy thriller and action stunts and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad choice to be going after a director who proved that character development is not what makes the Mission Impossible movies
0: great. Well, just imagine who the next Bond's going to be. Uh, Daniel Craig is closely is more closely resembling uh, the Timothy Dalton Bond.
1: Yeah, the more rough-and-tumble ones, so yeah, for sure.
0: More than likely, the pattern will be the next Bond... Uh, is going to go one of two directions. Either we'll go backwards to a Roger Moore bond, mm-hmm. you know, him in clown makeup, uh, or we're going to go forwards to uh more serious but still campy uh, De- Pierce, Den- Pierce Brosnan bond where, you know, Den- Denise Richards is a nuclear physicist. Right, right, right. You know.
1: Well, I, I, I see that probably audiences are. It's always a pendulum shift, right? We we talk about this all the time, about people's tastes in movies and TV shows and everything like that. Changes. Uh,
0: changes
1: Yeah, cue up to David Bowie here. In that, uh, by and large, just based on what's happening mm-hmm. in the real world and that sort of thing, uh, uh, people expect something, out of the movies and the entertainment that they go to. And I think that in the early part of the uh i don't know what this is gonna be called the millennia like in the early 2000s i mean after nine eleven, people wanted kind of just an escape and then that type of bond was fine and then a few years in where i think people were starting to feel a little bit more safe and uh i don't know they they wanted they wanted more adult entertainment we got that type of bond brought back to yeah. us and that's kind of the stuff that we'd like to watch the, on television the
0: lars von trier bond very unsimulated sex <laughs> scenes. Uh,
1: I mean, I thought it was a great, great standalone film. Uh, when they cut off the clitoris, though, I thought that was a little bit of a bridge too far. But I mean, hey, it's an artist, man. They can do what they want. So I, I guess I can see that happening. I, I I guess I don't know. I mean, I look at, like, with Trump in in the White House, are people clamoring for a more buffoonish type bond? because they just want to take their mind off of things. I mean, like they just want to go to the movies and not think about things or do they want more of a still wanted like this dark and grittiness. I, 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 I don't know what your sense is. I feel like dark and gritty is starting to become a little bit passe.
0: Yeah. That's why I think uh more, which is why it's okay to go to, to a Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan bond or a Roger Moore bond. It's just, it's really going to depend upon who's directing Uh, Mm -hmm. Number six Even though they don't hire the director Before they hire the Bond But this is also why I doubt That we're going to see an Idris Elba Bond Because the pendulum is swinging He would do a good Rough and tumble Bond again
1: He's also older than What Daniel Craig is So I just don't see that happening um,
0: And also uh, I've seen him He's like uh, Charles Dance I've seen Charles Dance I've seen Michael Shannon. I've seen uh, those two guys smile like once. And Idris Elba, I've seen him. I see him smile in his like. Uh, he does Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So he seems like he he has good times. But in in movies and TV shows, I've seen him smile once. I'd love to see him do a comedy. I'd love to see Idris Elba and Michael Shannon do a comedy uh, together. Mike. I
1: want to see Michael Shannon and Idris Elba basically do the trip. <laughs> oh,
0: no, that would be great.
1: That'd be fun. Yeah, you just, what do you you, just what do you, What's your sense? Do you think that the, the Bond franchise, I mean, the which was very much proven wrong, this big old fan theory that every Bond is like it's a code name, and people just take over the James Bond uh, position when like a new one comes aboard, right? Uh, that that was since been uh, proven false. However, do you think something like that might happen in the pass off now? Like there was essentially kind of this big reboot that happened when Daniel Craig started. They kind of disavowed everything that happened before and tried to start something very very new. Uh, I only bring that up. Do you think that we see the new Bond in this next film? take over the reins or it's going to be like it always has been where whenever they pick the new bond because this is very probably daniel craig's last run at this then it's just the next movie afterwards is just like oh it's idris elba or it's tony danza whoever they pick to be in in that role
0: no uh, there's there's uh it's gonna go back to no continuity except for very rare instances
1: yeah, Den- like Q, Q, and every, and all the other supporting characters will stay the same.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's there's the Brosnan era. There was no continuity except for, uh, Judi Dench. The Dalton, I think Dalton had a little bit of continuity. Well,
1: yeah, that was the thing about Dalton is that they were trying to have continuity. <laughs> the two films he was in, of course, it's it's easy to say that now.
0: But for the most part, it's just going to go back to, one offs, except for maybe you know, like a little bit of reference to, cause I think Q, uh, the old Q, would say every once in a while, you know, something about a previous gadget. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be very loose, loose, loose continuity. But, you know, before, uh, before uh, Daniel Craig, there was what like, the Timothy Dalton movies had like maybe two or three references. The second one had two or three references to the first one. And then there was two the movie where uh what Lazenby got married they ref- yeah, they, yeah, they, they, referenced-
1: they referenced that in a uh, uh, uh oh my gosh the Roger Moore they referenced that in another Roger Moore film where he's going to her grave yeah
0: so I mean it's gonna be very loose and basically they're gonna do that thing where if it serves the story they'll just do it mm-hmm and if it serves the story to include one aspect, you know, if there's two things really tightly connected in a Bond movie, but it only serves the story to reference one of those things and ignore the other one, they'll do that too. Yeah, sure. This is just a money-making machine and they could yeah, care yeah, less about anything else.
1: It's gone for over 50 years, so something's going right. I uh, I guess the Broccolis know what they're doing. Uh, okay, well, let's move on here then. Do you, uh, do you
0: imagine uh, that the during uh, Coitus... The broccolis cover themselves in melted cheese.
1: I really hope not, because that's really bad for exfoliation. So, talking about uh, things that have been going on for a long time, Veronica Mars might be coming back. A little fun fact here, the movie that they made of Veronica Mars is one of the very first Kickstarters that I was a part of. That I, that I helped support. when saw it in theaters the very first night that it, that it opened up. I was a huge fan of Veronica Mars, the TV show. Was totally gutted when they canceled it. Was on board when they rebooted it as a movie. Was hopeful that they'd make a sequels, which never happened, but now it sounds like it might be coming back again.
0: Isn't uh, Veronica Mars one of the few TV shows, like one of the first TV shows that did a time jump between seasons?
1: Uh Possibly, I I don't know if it wasn't actually
0: a time jump though. Because I think when she was done with high school, you know, all of a sudden she was like trying to get into the FBI or something.
1: No, sorry, that was what uh, season four was going to do. Okay, what would it if it had been renewed? Where uh, (coughs) season one and two was in high school, season three was her first year of college, and then yeah, season four, what was supposed to happen was that they were just going to jump right to the FBI that she was a part of the FBI. Which they somewhat re- they somewhat referenced that in the movie. Uh, by the way, watch the movie for a sweet, sweet cameo by Ira Glass. Did you know that Ira Glass is in the uh, Veronica Mars movie? You
0: know how much I remember about the Veronica Mars movie?
1: Do you know that you've probably never seen an episode
0: of Veronica Mars? I've, nev- I've never telling? seen an episode of Veronica Mars.
1: I think you would love it. I honestly do. I think you would really, really like it. <laughs> well, I like Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell is great. She's amazing. You know I what? think... Her interaction with her dad and I'm kinda of, I completely forget In, her dad's cantala
0: or yeah. something like
1: that. But so good. That relationship is so good.
0: Uh man, um but it, it, one of the one of the good things about that we have five hundred TV shows on the air now is mm-hmm. that we we you know you referenced this a million times, seasons are shorter, which is better. So yes, now act, actors can do the good place and Veronica Mars, and it's they're not going to conflict with each other, right?
1: Uh, which which I like. I like that they're able to kind of continue that on and and uh, not impact the rest of their careers. Because I mean they're all older now. I mean I'm trying to remember the original run. I'm pretty sure was what 2004, 2005. No trying to remember somewhere. Anyways. Like, over 10 years ago, Grant, is what I'm trying to say. Like, it was a long time ago since that TV show was on. All of them are 15 years older than what they were when that show started. They're it, in their mid to late 30s. It was uh, so pre-Dax, what are they do?
0: pre-Dax Shepherd era.
1: It's pre-Dax Shepherd, yes. So, this is on Entertainment Weekly, uh, written, this article, if we can call it that, was by James Hibbard, but it says...
0: And he is related to Dr. Hibbard.
1: He is, he is, absolutely, even though this man looks to be a white man. Whoa, racist much? So several elements, oh, I guess there's adoption, there's always adoption and, of and the parent.
0: Vitomyglia, which is pigment loss and skin.
1: Sure. What's the reverse of that? Do you get pigment pigmentation?
0: It's called tanning.
1: Oh, okay. Several elements of the deal are not yet closed, but a revival has been quietly in the works for months between Studio Warner Brothers and Hulu. We're told the arrangement will allow Belle to appear on the new series despite her commitments to NBC's The Good Place. By the way, side note, have you watched The Good Place? I watched the first season and it was great. So good. I haven't jumped into uh, season two yet.
0: But man, what a good show that is. I watched it because you told me to. Mm -hmm. Whoa, you actually did something I asked you to? (laughs) Yeah, you you haven't done any Rick and Morty yet, but whatever.
1: Yes, I have. I've watched the entire series of Rick and Morty. Oh,
0: wait, you did? You probably told me and I forget.
1: I I absolutely did. What I have not done is watched your fake movie, The Peanut Butter (laughs) Sticky Situation, whatever that's called. Peanut Butter (laughs) Solution. Thank you.
0: Which would be a great band name, by the way. Mm
1: -hmm. It would be. Uh, Yes, so basically it is all to be determined about how many of the original actors are coming back, who's the showrunner going to be, if any of the original writers are coming back. But it seems like they are getting closer and closer and closer uh, with uh, what's going on. What, what is she? So doing? I'm 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 on board though. She's a private investigator now, right? That's what the movie sets up. Is she comes back to um, her hometown, Neptune, uh, Neptune, California, fake place, but Neptune, California, and says that um, she is now the kind of sheriff in town. Except she's not a sheriff. She's a private investigator. Do you know what
0: Neptune means? Uh, king of the sea. It's no. It's it's when uh the tuna fish. Uh, is the head of a corporation and hires his nephew. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that that tracks. Pretty sure that is that is true. So that that's me being excited about a possible TV show. Grant, what is a awful TV show that has been greenlit? An
0: off, awful TV show? Uh, well, I think you're talking about Insatiable, right? I am talking about well, that. Well, that's, already, set you that's up. already out on Netflix.
1: And I oh, haven't good. watched
0: it because I refuse to. But the premise is a fat girl wakes up one day skinny and she goes after revenge from everybody that bullied her. And all the guys that ignored her and called her chubby chubbers now have chubbies for her chubbers. And by chubbers, okay. I mean button boobs. <sighs>
1: okay, so sorry. You're going to have to dial this back a little bit. So, was overweight, got skinny, woke
0: up the next day skinny.
1: Oh, so they didn't have to work for it. So no. what is now skinny and is now going to go and kill all of these
0: people? No, it's just uh, it's like Mean Girls, Burn Book stuff. I think. Okay. But it basically, it's universally panned, and most people are calling it sexist and body image, and you know, body shaming, and all this stuff, and how you only have power if you're pretty, and uh, and the fat suit. If you, if you Google the, the fat suit, it's just hideous. It's can, just I, can I get, horrible. Can makeup. I get
1: personal for a second? Can I get personal for a second? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how How do you feel, Grant, about your body currently? Like, are you happy with with the fleshy sack that encases your bones? I'm
0: I'm uh, I'm happier. Okay,
1: that's good. I still you're working out though now more.
0: No, often. I still need to work out uh, because I came down to you know like 195, and right. despite I haven't changed my. Like I haven't changed my eating habits from when that diet had started. Uh, now, I haven't lost any for you know like six months. So I but think you're still at one ninety five. Yeah, I'm about at one ninety five. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I bounce up and down. So the mean. Sure,
1: everyone does. But the, what
0: is the mean or the median? The middle number is uh, one ninety five. So you know, sometimes I'm two hundred, sometimes I'm one ninety. So.
1: So uh, how much water weight you have put on? Yeah. I think that in a way. I have some sort of body dysmorphia because I I realistically and consciously know that I'm not obese by any stretch of the imagination. At the same time, I always feel and I and when I look at pictures of myself, I I see a fat person. Uh, when I look at them. And so I always have this thing in the back of my mind, but I'm always having to calm myself down. It's like, you're not, you're not, you're not. You could be in better shape, Kyle. But you're not, you're not. Uh, and then it just kind of goes and spirals down
0: from there. Uh, and that's when I usually eat a box of donuts. Well, I was, uh, I was 180 when I got WeFit. And, and <laughs> right. WeFit called me obese. Did they really? Yeah. Cause I'm one, I, wow. Wow. I, I'm supposed to be like according to my height, I'm supposed to be something like 145 which Whoa. which the
1: way I, I cannot imagine that.
0: The way I'm built? Yeah. You know, cuz I I carry my when I was fatter, I mean you could tell I was chubby, but I carry the weight well. Sure. Because I'm wide, you know, so I am I'm stock I'm Yeah, if you've never stock-
1: seen Grant, he is essentially a human rectangle. Yeah. He is just wider than he is tall.
0: And so uh, so basically, yeah, cause I'm 5'9", and they said something like one forty-five, one forty. 140, we fit did, uh, but at the time I was, you know, one eighty, and I was fine. Uh, at my skinniest, I was one sixty. I'd really like to just get back down to one eighty, so I just want to lose fifteen more pounds. Uh, but yeah, I, I, there there was times, uh, especially when you're in a mirror and you catch yourself at that weird angle, and no matter what you weigh, you're just like that's that's disgusting.
1: That's gross, yeah.
0: You know, and then there were times when you would see pictures of yourself that especially other people would take, and you're just, like, horrible. There's a picture you took um, of me at Disneyland walking to get picked up by a lift. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that picture. I'm like, oh, wow, I lost weight. You can tell in that picture I've lost weight. So,
1: No, that's good. I I think this is going to sound so uh, narcissistic, but I think I look really good from the chest up. I take good pictures if it's from the chest up anything that shows like the middle portion of me uh, I'm less than than thrilled about I kind of want to just a magic eraser that that part of me uh, out of existence but that's uh, that's a that's a me thing that's that's the cross I need to bear with myself
0: I I like when every once in a while, I'll just like kind of grab my my chest, like right now they're a little movie. But every once, <sighs> once like the golden god the, the golden calf from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, but every once in a while, like right now they're a little mooby, but every once in a while like depending upon my water weight, mm-hmm. they'll be more peckish. They basically want to eat 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 a little bit. Um uh, but yeah, it's like oh, wow, that's like a that's less of a moob and more of a peck. That's nice. So you know oh, it's those... I,
1: I definitely play around with my nipples, of course. Yeah.
0: Every once in a while, I'm just, like, my hands on my chest, and I'm, like, I feel my nipple, and I'm, like, oh, what, what is this? Oh, cancer? Oh,
1: hello. Hello there. And then I'm, like, no, it's
0: just your nipple. I'm, like, oh, okay.
1: Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. But this is cancer over here. Definitely.
0: I joke, I joke about having cancer all the time, and I've never been called out on it. Like, you know, people would be, like, you know, say that. I feel, I feel that some people in the back of the head, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I say something like, um... Um, my stomach, you know, really has a stabbing pain and I'm just like, probably cancer. And then I say, hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) or mercifully, you know, or, you know, something positive about having cancer and no Uh, one's ever said, no one's ever said that's inappropriate because every time I say it, I think to myself, this is inappropriate, but no one's ever called me out on it. So I'm just going to keep going with it.
1: This is my little fun factoid. That's super depressing. Essentially, everyone has cancer. It's just whether or not it's going to kill you or not. Uh, you basically have these little flashes of like cancerous cells in your body, and most of the time, your body is able to come and like combat it uh, until you get into your older age, and then your body becomes weaker and weaker, and it doesn't have as good of an autoimmune response. So that's why so many old people usually uh, uh, succumb to some
0: sort of cancer. Yeah.
1: or... Your heart fails. I so. have um,
0: either or. I have a history of colon cancer in my family. So, which means basically you eat
1: nothing but bran is what you eat.
0: Well, basically, in the next few years, I got to start getting colonoscopies. Yeah. Which, because I have to get it early. Uh, but, they, you know, have you heard of the new thing where you poop in a box and mail it off and they can tell you if you have colon cancer? Uh, there's no way I'm ever doing that. Have Like,
1: you, never in a million years would I do that. Have you ever
0: been asked for a stool sample?
1: No. Uh, Urine sample, yes.
0: I've never been asked for a stool
1: sample. Which I sample. thought was really weird at the DMV, to be honest. But I did it.
0: <laughs> at my uh, – at my uh, because the where I go to uh, therapy is a county thing. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while they do random drug tests. So I get I've been tested, like four times basically in the last. But sorry, four or five but just,
1: that's just a urine sample, right?
0: Just a urine sample, uh, but one time it was uh, positive. Oh. And my therapist is like there's there's no way this is positive. Don't worry about it, Grant. And then she came back the next. She told me the next time I was I saw her. She she said eventually it went negative. So.
1: Do you think she added a little bit of her urine probably to the sample, and then. This to the edge, because I mean, uh, as much as I know that uh, you're you're uh, you know totally straight edge, uh, you do occasionally dip
0: into that sweet lady H. Yeah, yeah. Don't inject. As we all storm. do. Yeah. I like to ride the pony.
1: We're not an animal. Uh, ride the pony,
0: chase the dragon. A
1: lot of a lot interesting of animal metaphors yeah. that we like to use. So body image. That's our topic for the day. <laughs> um. Well, I, re- I read. Really, uh,
0: <laughs> it's fun because I'm. I used to be on these belts. I used to be on one or two notch right there.
1: Oh yeah, when you get to go down a notch, it's like the best feeling. So
0: now I'm bouncing between uh, four and five. Uh, so it's it's really weird, and I get really depressed every once in a while. I go up to the third notch, and I'm like, oh, why? And then I uh, a couple days later, I'm back at four and then a couple days later i'm back at 5 you know 5 is a little tight but i force it because it makes me feel good that's right i am at a 5 you have you ever, you've never <laughs> seen a,
1: straining you've never every... seen a
0: picture of my dad have you i have not but he's he is a he's a fat fat man and he's 198 should have oh wow okay cuz he has a huge tummy um,
1: how tall is he is he shorter than you
0: i think he's about half an inch shorter than me Okay, okay. And my, I, my, he should have called you Jake. Uh, my brother was, uh, brother Russell was like, he's like, he's, he says he's 198. There's no way in hell that's true. And that was the day I had, this was the other day. I had just taken him to his doctor, his kidney doctor, and they weighed him on, you know, the very special, highly accurate, uh, digital scale yeah, you know it's like the the,
1: uh, the grocery store uh, scale that they, they have there at the doctor's office yeah
0: so it's um uh, and he was 198 and i'm like holy oh, shit and he doesn't look 198 he easily he easily looks 230 245 right right so people carry their weight differently so that's why uh you know i think weight is something we shouldn't be concerned about so much as how we is how in shape we are mm-hmm. I mean obviously you know uh, we should work on the fatty areas and it's really great because have you noticed a lot of people our age are really taking a focus on eating better
1: Eating better, being more healthy. Yeah. Really counting calories. Uh, the making keto, sure that are... the keto I will stuff. say I mean you're going to say that this is stupid. Uh, but as the apple fanboy here of the of the podcast uh, my Apple Watch that I have, I think, really does force me to be a little bit more conscious of my uh, activity, because sometimes it'll be like, if you get up and do a quick, brisk, uh, like two minute walk right now, you'll hit all your goals for the day, and like, <laughs> all right, I can do two minutes, uh, and I'll go out and do it. And I think just having that top of mind helps out a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've been, uh, I have my watch, and I average maybe two thousand steps a day, and it wants me to do eight thousand. Right, and I was really starting to think that how I should begin. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. Pause. You're only doing two thousand steps a day. About yeah. I don't want. I don't want to shame you, but I think I do that by like eleven o'clock.
0: Well, yeah, but you do. Uh, you're walking around more than I am. I mean, I. That's I, true. I, I use cars and stuff. Um, so, uh, what I I want to start doing is, I think the beginning of my workout life, my getting back into the workout, is just trying to hit the eight thousand steps a day.
1: Yeah honestly i don't know how safe your neighborhood is just doing like a couple of laps of your block is uh just a way to ease yourself into it
0: yeah well i mean i'm in a gated community
1: oh okay then it's easy
0: but everybody's super paranoid about everything
1: so as you walk by everyone's closing their blinds
0: yeah but it's especially with my shaved head why is that homeless man out there yeah what does he want my shaved head and my ripped cargo shorts He's, I don't understand why homeless people like their uniform is ripped cargo shorts.
1: You'll be the one time where a white person will call the cops on another white person.
0: There's a there's a there's a, a white guy in ripped cargo shorts. The cops are there in three minutes.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's in our gated He, he surely doesn't
0: care about himself he has if he has those ripped cargo shorts. I honestly have no ripped clothing. My mom keeps asking me it's funny because she she uh She thinks she keeps up on the younger person style, which she very might well. It's just that I am so out of touch with the young people's styles. So um, she keeps asking me, Do you have any ripped pants yet? I'm like, No. She's like, You know, that's the style now. And I'm like, Well, okay. Uh, And then everyone. I mean,
1: if you just keep your current style in like 12 years, it's going to be back in style. And then you'll be like, Oh, hipster.
0: I'm pretty certain my style will never be in style because I, uh, well, I mean, it's in sort of style. I mean, I wear Batman shirts. I'm wearing a Futurama shirt right now. I'm 34 years old, and I'm still wearing cartoon and comic book shirts. It's Arrested Development, man. Yeah. No it's... one wants to grow up. Mm-hmm. When does the about... second half of Arrested Development come out?
1: It already has. <laughs> the second half already came out? Oh, so sorry, not the second half. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't know. I don't know. Go ask Ron Howard. He probably knows. He doesn't. So, talking about Futurama, though... I happen to dip in. This is very uh, not like me here recently, but I actually watched some TV the other night. I caught the first three episodes of *Disenchantment*, the new Matt Groening cartoon that is exclusively on Netflix. Uh, have you watched any of this
0: yet, Grant? No, but I read a, I read two or three reviews, and a lot of them are are saying it's uneven and inconsistent, but delivers consistent laughs, which is that's, weird, that's contradictory a, statement. But. I mean,
1: it's kind of a good tweet-sized feeling that I have. Again, I only watched the first three. I actually don't know how many episodes they release. I'm guessing 13, like they do with most of their shows uh, for, for their first season. Anyways, however many episodes that they released, I've only watched the first three. And I think that there are oftentimes flashes of peak simpsons and peak futurama that that poke their nose out and and show show off uh there's also these types of jokes that just tickle my fancy because they're the type of jokes that i love uh as evident there's like this one example of the main character who's this princess and her two little buddies an elf and this demon that are following her around uh but they steal this carriage and they jump over this cliff and it looks like they're going to make it, but they don't. It crashes and goes into the river and they get out and they're walking away. And then <laughs> up bobs this like old lady and is like, I'm drowning. And then the elf turns around and says like, I'm Elfo and continues walking away. <laughs> and that type of joke just always kills me. Cause I think it's really, really funny. Uh, but yeah, I think you can definitely tell, just based on the character models, mostly, that this is a Matt Groening show. But I also think you can tell that this is a, a, his type of show just based on the humor that's, uh, that's inside of it as well. A little bit dark, a little bit menacing, uh, but there is this element of family and heart that's at the center of the characters, which is always something that I'm looking for in my TV. I don't like it when people are too mean to each other and that's all that they are, that they don't feel like they're a cohesive unit uh, at at any time. So, that being said, even though there's these flashes, I think that there are pretty long stretches in in each of the three episodes that I've seen that are, uh, you know, less than engaging for me, where it feels like, okay, we're just getting through some of the plot here, uh, and then finally we get into some of the the better jokes and the uh, and the payoffs and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that over time that it can all kind of coalesce. I have a feeling I mean, I felt the same way with uh, BoJack Horseman, where I felt like the first half of the first season was really rough uh, and didn't really find itself until partway through. And I think that's true for most TV shows, but they don't really find themselves until partway through the first season.
0: Well, they've uh, they changed how they uh, review TV shows on AV Club because of BoJack Horseman. They, they, yeah, they reviewed the first few episodes, and they gave it a C. And then by the end of the se- the first run of the season, they're like, Hold, this is one of the best shows on TV. So they were. they basically said, we now need to watch more episodes of bingeable TV shows before we review them. Right.
1: Um, and I don't think it's there's a problem of doing like updated reviews as uh, seasons come out and as episodes get released. So, uh, but anyways, I'm 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 a fan of Disenchantment so far. I I'm liking where it's going. Uh, there you can tell that they've brought in a bunch of the voice cast from all the other Matt Groening shows. Um, I'm sure Billy uh, West is on there because oh Billy West as is, is every time. Well, I know Billy West's voices. Uh, I know Joe DiMaggio's voices. I know Tress McNeil's voices. So anytime one of their characters pop, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know who these people are. <laughs> this this feels very comfortable uh in, in this regard. So I'm I'm looking forward to delving into it a little bit more. Well I've seen the... So on Netflix, so if you have Netflix it's easy enough to go and check out. I think it's definitely worth a check out for so sure. So
0: ha- have you seen uh, heard about the Netflix is thinking about adding uh, mm. basically commercials. For its own shows in between episodes of shows you're binging. Uh,
1: I think they're already piloting this for some people. Yeah. But Yes, I I, I have heard Which about that. Which
0: you can that. you can opt out of it. Oh, you can. I didn't know yeah. that. But I would I, I wouldn't mind it because I like discovering, especially if they branch out beyond the recommended list. Mm-hmm. Because the recommended list, they already show the basically thirty seconds a little thirty second trailer when you highlight it. So I've I think I've that seen if all those a hundred could... times.
1: I definitely think where the power would come is that if they could do it based off of what I'm watching and what I'm liking, I think that would be a killer feature for me. If I can always opt out, then that's great. I can just opt out of it if I just really dislike the commercials. Uh, But I'm not anti-advertisements, really, as long as they're not aggressive, annoying, or I'm not able to skip them, yeah, <laughs> that's no. when I get kind of mad at them.
0: Well, I don't want a Tide commercial. Right, but I if, don't want if,
1: that, and I also don't want to be like, oh, I just want to see the next episode, and you're forcing me to watch a 30-second preview for another show.
0: Well, one of the things that they do really well is, on. I'm watching Luther right now, uh, you can skip the recap, which mm-hmm. used to be one of my biggest pet peeves. If you're binge-watching something and they show you a recap, it's like, I just watched this 30 seconds ago. I know what's going on. So uh,
1: what they, I will say though, is that I don't I wish I could skip the uh, review or like the recap, but I don't skip the opening credits. I'm one of those people. I like to watch the opening credits every show, every episode that I watch. So well, some' I opening, don't skip over that.
0: Some opening credits nowadays are 10 seconds long.
1: No, I know, but the ones that aren't, I like to delve into and, and watch every single time. That was honestly part of the fun when I, I remember this is years ago when I was getting into the British Office. So it was like I made sure I watched every opening because I liked the, the theme song, uh, and same for the American Office for, for that matter. And then I would even go so far with them because there was always something in the British Office after the credits, so I would watch the whole thing. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't skip it. I wouldn't even skip over the end credits. I would watch every. Everything until they uh, show me that little after credits stuff.
0: Well, there there are some shows uh, like Preacher nowadays that kind of do tweaks to the credits every week, mm, so they right. they'll change what they use depending upon what recently happened. Yeah, and Game of Thrones will sort of do that too. Well, Game of Thrones will tell you what the next what this show is going to be about. They're like, we're going to we're going to Westeros. We're going to you know. Yeah, we're going to Dothraki place. Oh,
1: say say it. Make up a name. We're going to Home Depot, the Home Depot land, which is which is great.
0: Which is uh, that that land? Is, the king is uh, uh, Nick Offerman. He's playing the king of Home Depot land. <laughs> Have you watched
1: that show yet? Making I can't it. Remember making it with uh, him and Amy Poehler?
0: Yeah, I watched the first episode
1: and it was enjoyable. I've heard, gr- I've heard, yeah, great things about it. I think we need more site stuff like that where it's putting positivity out in the world. Not like this podcast, but uh, stuff like that.
0: Well, Amy Poehler uh, and Nick Offerman are so enjoyable in great. everything they're they just,
1: do. Yeah. They are delightful. Well, Grant, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you do want to get in contact with us, the best possible way is probably whateverpod at gmail.com. You can send in your comments, questions, concerns to that email address. You can also follow us at twitter.com slash whateverpod or facebook.com slash whateverpod. My own personal Twitter is twitter.com slash marshall. That's Marshall with two L's Grant, what's your Twitter?
0: Uh, Twitter.com slash Fedumans, F E J I M A N Z. Or Z, depending upon what country you're in. So I took I took my dad to his uh, last uh, last bone doctor appointment for his broken leg today.
1: Right, right. How long until the cast comes off?
0: Oh, the cast is already off. Oh it is. He okay. was given the boot and then he stopped wearing the boot when his when the bone area uh, when he felt comfortable enough walking on it. And, um, mm-hmm. and the, we got x-rays yesterday. The doc's like peeled perfectly. Uh, you're walking good. You don't need physical therapy. What we might do is just get you a little brace. Mm-hmm.
1: Does he have to wear a, does he have to have a cane?
0: Oh yeah, he's been using a cane for a while. Uh, okay. Just because he's, uh, as we learned when he broke his leg, he's a fall uh, risk. Okay. So every time he's in the hospital, He's been in the hospital three times in the past three years. Okay. And so they put the little they have—they have magnets for certain things that they put on the door jams. Yeah. And his always says fall risk. So basically, he has to—if he needs to go to the washroom, he needs to call a nurse. Mm-hmm. So they make sure he doesn't fall. You know, they—they they, uh, basically anytime he needs to get out of bed, he has to call a nurse.
1: Have you looked at all the other buttons that they can put up on there?
0: Uh, I I've seen other ones, but I can't remember what it is. I think there's ones where it's uh like allergies.
1: Is there one that says like risk risk, which basically means if at any time the game of risk comes out, you better beware. Yeah, there is. He will bowl over nurses yes. to go and play that game.
0: Uh, there is. It's true. Yeah. It's it's uh, but it's it's. Inf- Likes to
1: projectile urinate. It's pretty, one of those? it's
0: pretty. It's uh, pretty. There is, I think, there's an incontinence mm-hmm. one. Uh, but I mean, they have uh, uh, they put people with catheters if they're incontinent and stuff like that. Not, not that Dad had to do that. It's just that I've over. I I would walk around and I would hear people nurses talk about it. Not mention who they're talking about, but they would mention it. And so,
1: I love cathen.
0: You love Cavan, yeah. I do catheter
1: Cowboy? Yeah, that's nothing like a Saturday night where I get to drink that Long Island iced tea and just let in a good calf.
0: You know, Al- Al- okay. You know Applebee's.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm aware of Applebee's. Please tell me where this is going, Grant. You're
0: not going to want to hear where this is going. <laughs> uh, right. But uh, well, you know, it's it's just it's just highly irresponsible. Uh, they started promotions where Were every- they, cathing the patrons? They were calfing the patrons, where they pulled oh, okay. out calves, oh, okay, okay. from their genitals. Well, that's fine. Um, but the the problem what they were doing was because they're losing business, is they were doing specials monthly where they would have a dollar, uh, spe- drink special for a mixed drink. So I'm I am i am just on the internet one day and I see an Albert or an Al- Applebee's advertisement and it's one dollar Long Island iced teas. And I'm like, "What do you want? What what <laughs> What do you think is gonna happen if you're doing that? Yeah, Only bad a things.
1: L- a lot of people are gonna be coming in for that.
0: And they want people to come in and eat, but no, they're not. They're gonna come in with twenty dollars, you know, whatever taxes. Eat whatever. Drink fifteen on Long Island iced teas, and then need to be pushed into a lift. <laughs> right.
1: And is that what happened?
0: Well, I don't pay attention to Applebee's juice.
1: Well, well, I I don't remember my night at Applebee's, Kyle. That's basically what happened.
0: Well, I don't, I can't remember the last time. Oh, that's funny. I can't remember the last time that I was at uh, Applebee's, uh, but I think it was my dad and my brother Les went mm-hmm. there maybe seven years ago. So sounds
1: like it sounds like a fun time.
0: It wasn't good. It's the funny thing is we're we're being us. Uh, you're are you a millennial? I think you might be too old.
1: I am a millennial. I am technically a millennial. Okay,
0: because I thought I was on the upper edge of it. So, you are. So, so am I. So it's um, they're blaming us for TGI Fridays dying, Applebee's dying, all these chain restaurants from die- of dying. But I go to the mom and pop restaurant. I'm like, this food is just so much better. You know, it's true.
1: I also blame the uh, baby boomers for Social Security failing. So <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of the other, I suppose. Uh, All right.